0: Well, Brian, we're back for episode 10 of the brass Athletics Podcast. We've been, uh, I guess, in the entertainment world, we've been on a
1: hiatus. Hiatus. That, it's uh, like the... mid-season break it's like the netflix episodes that take off their what months at a time and come up with new material and then come back to their next season so we won't be putting like all 10 of the next episodes out at once though you cannot be you cannot be uh, binge listening to us though but i don't uh, think anybody wants to do that anyway i don't think they would either which is why we'll probably keep this kind of short but uh
0: yeah we're back we're back we're going to talk uh some hoops um some spring game information came out today Uh, today is Thursday January 24th so that is the day that if you're, if you're listening later on uh, spring game information has come out when uh, well I guess the, the date was already out but uh, ticket sales information came out today and I think yeah. you have some information on that
1: yeah I think it'll uh, be a little easier more opportunity for fans this year than last year I know that was a uh, kind of a concern with some fans, not able to get tickets when they wanted. You know, Scott Frost first year, it was a huge crowd. They had like 86,000 something and could be more this year, you never know. But uh, this year there is a limit of 10 tickets per account for both season ticket holders and the general public on sale. Now, tickets will go on sale Tuesday, February 10th, excuse me, Tuesday, February 5th at 10 a.m. That's for season football ticket holders and a limit of 10 tickets again per account, that's uh, 10 fewer than last year's, which was 20 tickets is the most you could have done last year. And while season ticket holders will have first opportunity to purchase, there is a minimum of 15,000 tickets that will be available for public sale on February 6th, the next day at 10 a.m. So that's an increase of 5,000 from last year. So. There'll be more opportunity, more tickets for the general public this year. And, of course, you can do the one 800 big red Go to the uh, athletic ticket office. Across the street from the stadium, the Stadium Drive parking garage, they're open 8 to 5 or huskers.com, which is probably the easiest way to go, uh, go ahead and go uh, about and getting your tickets. But time is yet to be announced. That would be because they don't know what TV is just yet, but it is. Saturday, April 13th for the spring game, and who knows what the weather will be. Just, Correct. Just hope.
0: <laughs> uh, youth, 8th grade, and younger, still free this year, but remember, you still have to get them a ticket so that we no. know
1: how Everybody many. in the stadium has to have a ticket. Not everybody yeah. will pay for a ticket, Yes, but so, you have to have a ticket. So when you purchase, there'll be a, a way to show,
0: hey, I want eight adult tickets and two tickets or whatever, mm-hmm. but make sure for anyone eighth grade and younger, you do secure them a ticket because everyone needs to have a ticket to get into
1: yeah. into the venue that day. So, And we'll have more football when spring practice starts, I believe March 4th, somewhere in there, early part of March. And they'll uh, have their 15 allotted practices and spread them all out like they usually do, take their spring break and uh, reconvene and then finish it up with the spring game on the 13th of April, so.
0: Okay, well, let's jump into hoops. Um, I guess in order, the first is tonight. Uh, the women's basketball team is hosting Northwestern at PBA. Uh, probably a pretty big game when it comes to standings. Both teams are four and three in the conference. Uh, the women's team didn't get off to the greatest start that Amy Williams probably wanted, but had a had, tough schedule. Had, had a too. tough schedule. Had some new pieces moving mm-hmm. into in into the roster that have played a significant. Chunk of the you know games this year. It's not like they just have freshmen that are not seeing time. They're being yeah. uh, contributors, and um, so yeah, big game tonight at PBA, uh, seven o'clock tip, I believe. And I believe uh, first two thousand fans, there's free T-shirts tonight. So Those are slick looking T-shirts they too. They got the old, I believe the Husker kind of the Husker
1: script, Nebraska, Nebraska script, Nebraska yeah. script. So yeah, yeah it's a. I've had people say they'll buy them, but you don't have yeah. to. Just go yeah. to the game. Be one, one, of, one of the first two thousand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they're available for purchase somewhere i don't know where but um yeah they are a slick slick looking t-shirt so i'm
0: guessing buying four tickets will probably be cheaper than buying just one t-shirt at the, st- at, the at the team store, you would though, think so. so not that we don't want people to buy stuff at the team store but if you can get yourself a free t-shirt why not uh i know regarding women's basketball you
1: had you want to talk a little bit about taylor kissinger yeah she's really uh shot the ball well sophomore guard from Minden uh in-state product for the women's basketball team and she's third in the nation in division one in three-point shooting she's 49.4 percent and she's even hotter over her last three games she's at 57 percent and it's kind of one of those weird things you don't want to mess with her shot but she has this kind of a I don't know we would call it a quirk or something that she she looks like there's something there. That you could fix or should mm-hmm. fix but why <laughs> it's going in mm-hmm. so uh, if you have a chance if you haven't seen the women play come out tonight and watch her see what you think and uh if you agree or disagree on the i don't know how you if it's, if it's a hitch or if just it's just kind of a quirky little
0: yeah i don't, I don't know, I how know how you describe it the ball's kind of off to the side, side a little bit, bit yeah it's not that she shoots it with. She almost kind of shoots it with one hand. It looks like a little bit like after at the. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's hard so, to explain, but it goes in. A it's lot. not like she's shooting granny style under. <laughs> her no.
1: Hand or anything. Not like I would have to do.
0: So. Uh, but yeah, the women are they're riding a two-game winning streak, just coming off a win over uh, number twenty-three Minnesota last Sunday, which Minnesota was kind of leading that game throughout, and yeah. then. All of a sudden big fourth I, quarter for the huskers yeah i think hannah hannah whitish hit two back to back threes um then it's i i'm blanking the next husker that hit. It. so it was a quick quick run and the huskers took the lead and then kind of were able to hold off the gophers the rest of the way so that was a that was a good win for them um huskers like we said have northwestern tonight then they've got two road games wisconsin purdue they've actually got three of their next four on the road they go at Wisconsin at Purdue home for Indiana at Michigan and then they return back home on Sunday the 10th for the uh, their pink game the play for K game where they'll uh, host Purdue at PBA at 2pm uh, so yeah get out and see uh, Amy Williams and the Huskers play um, tonight like we said free t-shirts for the first 2,000 fans so that's always an extra incentive to get out there um, but then let's look, uh, look forward to Saturday and um, men's basketball hosting Ohio State 11 o'clock tip um, you've been around the team most of the season I know you were on the trip to Rutgers uh, disappointing performance I I think everyone would say that how does it what's this yeah. team need to do to bounce back on Saturday where they've
1: historically well, there's played a, pretty well there's obviously a lot of consternation out there regarding basketball and I've, I've always tried to not this year but every year just kind of calm people down and take a game by game approach to it it's not like you take a football season mentality with basketball where one game's going to kill the season or anything or it's a, a sign of things to come it's now that said that was a bad loss on Monday we're not trying to sugarcoat that or change that or anything it was a it was a game that if you if you have the experience that you have and you want to get to the NCAA Tournament and beyond and and do well in the Big Ten. That's a game that you should win. There's no doubt about that. However, it's not the end of the season either, and they can quickly right the ship with two more home games upcoming, Ohio State and Wisconsin. Then you go to Illinois, and it's another one of those games where if you're as good as you think you are, that's a game that you you should win on the road. Doesn't mean if they lose that or that they did lose the records, the season's over and they're not going to the tournament and, you know, pitchforks and tars and feathers and everything for everybody you know just calm down it's a long season yet um but to answer your question what do they have to do to get back on track i i think they're you know you hear a lot of comments about how they look lackadaisical or how they look nonchalant or not interested or something like that and i i think a problem I think it's misconstrued, by the way. I think that's knowing really not true. However, I do think that they're, because of their lack of depth, there are some players, I think, who are too concerned about fouling. And I think it's hurt them mentally when it comes to going after rebounds, when it comes to playing defense in some instances. And I think those are areas they've struggled in. Whereas if a player gets a quick foul, knowing that there's not a lot of depth, um, I think it affects some players mentally more than others. Or, or maybe too many players. And I think that's where you look at that and then you see, then you get this, oh, they're playing lackadaisical or whatever. Well, I don't think that's necessarily on purpose. I think they're tentative, and scared might be the wrong word, but just scared Over, of fouling Maybe for overly,
0: sure. Overly cautious?
1: Yeah, no, some, something along those lines. I, Bottom line is they just have to play. They can't worry about the fouls. They can't worry about, you know, it's either do that or give up an easy layup or give up an easy put back or or what have you. And just just go out there and play. Do your game, do your thing, play hard. Don't worry about the fouls. And do like you did against Creighton. Do like you did against Seton Hall and some of those big games at Clemson. just last week at Indiana, they, you know, I've heard oh they can't hold on to a lead. Well, they did that at Indiana, and that's a tough place mm-hmm. to do that. So, they can do these things. It's not like they can't. They just have to do it with more consistency, and against teams that they should beat. Yeah, an interesting thing you bring up
0: regarding depth. Um, do you think there's anything? I guess what's what side of the coin do you come down when Nebraska obviously doesn't have a huge post presence as far as some guy that's in there that weighs 250 275 pounds um you can see on one end maybe that affects them from maybe a rebounding standpoint but isn't there an advantage then on the other end of the court with the team the other team's player of that size being able to keep up with guys like Mm -hmm. isaiah roby uh isaac copeland i guess what have you talked to Tim about that or has he answered that in media things you've been around?
1: And Well, that's a good question for him tomorrow. and the, Tomorrow will be one of those media sessions, I think, where it's going to be kind of a state of the program, state of the union type of thing. That, And I don't know exactly if we know what time that is tomorrow, but they'll have some availability before the, the big game on, on Saturday. And that's a good question to ask him. No, I haven't really talked to him about that for sure. But that's a good point that you bring up, though. That's, you know... Um, you know, depth has been one of those. It's, it's, we knew it was going to be an issue from the get go. And I think playing, I think one player you might see more of is Brady Hyman. Um, Tim mentioned that on his radio show last night. And he's been inconspicuously absent. I don't know. I thought he was holding his own back in December against Big Ten teams, Illinois. In Minnesota and I don't know that he's played in a Big Ten game since then if if so it's not been very much I would like to see the return of him I, th- I think that he could give them a spark and that no fear mentality I think he plays with that and that might be a person to to help with the with the bench woes but you know when you have one player sitting out season-ending injury you have another player sitting out uh, because he's a transfer um, Others who have been sick, like Amir Harris, you know he's missed so much time, and, and you're short on numbers to begin with. You were, I think, you were at least one, if not two, scholarships short. Um, then you had another player leave the beginning of the season, so it it becomes an issue in a hurry. But uh, again, I go back to the fact that the, the the guys in the starting five can't can't worry about that. They just got to go out there and play. And I, you know, if you if you pick up three fouls early. <laughs> As long as you're ahead, and there were three worthwhile fouls, and you're not giving up easy layups and putbacks and, and some of those things that we've seen, I, again, I, I think a lot of that has to do with fear of of, of fouling and just not playing their game.
0: So, if I count right, we're at 12 games left in the season.
1: Does that sound correct? It sounds right. Yeah. Um.
0: I guess at what point? I let's see what the breakdown is. So we've got.
1: One, two, three, four, five. They have five six, left on the road seven. and seven so at home. seven and five. Yeah. So. And five of their next seven are at home.
0: Yeah. So you try and hold court at home. Yeah. I mean, other than I mean, what what was it a uh, 20, 20 game winning streak before the loss to Michigan State, which mm. a lot of people lose at home to Michigan State. Yeah, so
1: You you don't take that too much into account, but yeah, that's the big thing: is this you know come back home, fans support them, make PB. A the atmosphere that it has been, defend home court, go out and win a couple on the road. They're still in the tournament. They're still mm-hmm. doing fine. It's just the stigma right now of it's just such a negative vibe and it just needs to it needs to change in a hurry. And yeah, I get it. I understand why fine, why, why fans are upset and yeah, they should have beaten Rutgers and um, but just the week before they won at Indiana exactly. by sixteen points. So but that's just, that's just it, that's their point. They don't want the up and down, mm-hmm. the EKG, the roller coaster thing, they want more consistency. And I, I, can, I can see that, I that would be a good argument, but at the end of the day, if they're in the tournament, which they will be, I'm still convinced of that, all is well, then you gotta go win that game.
0: So the metrics, <clears throat> speaking of tournament stuff, the metrics still look great for the team. Um, I haven't really dug into the new rating system, the
1: the net. Is it? I guess it's the net. The yeah. net. Nebraska's I, number twenty-one have, right now. Yeah. Have you after look, the worst loss of the year? Have you looked much into that and kind of gotten an understanding of well how things? A lot work. of it has to do with margin of victory and defeat. That that takes in a lot more with that than what the RPI does. Mm-hmm. The RPI, by the way, still exists. Nobody pays attention to it because it's not a big thing that it still, it still does exist, but. And score doesn't matter at all All in the RPI. It's basically no. wins and losses, road and home. And yeah, but there, there there are more, and I don't know all the specifics of the metrics, but I know that is one of them that it will take more into account how closely did you play. So when you play Michigan State within six points, you know, that's good. And that's one thing Nebraska's not gotten blown out. I, Texas Tech was, but again, that was a really good team. Um, you know, that was, in, that was in the teens, but.
0: Texas Tech was 18 other than yeah. that.
1: You know, Rutgers was single digits. Michigan State was single digits. Minnesota Minnesota was single digits. Um, Maryland, Iowa, Maryland was two. Iowa was nine. nine. So, that's that's one thing that's really. And uh, on on the other hand, they've they've had some some really lopsided Mm -hmm. victories. Um, Not just you know, Penn State was six, but Illinois was was more than that. Uh, That was in the teens. Indiana on the road in the teens. So. Oklahoma State, neutral side, that was in the teens, if not twenties. I'm trying to remember margin of victory there. But so I think those right, right there, and that's, you know, when your worst loss of the season is neutral court, eighteen points to a team that up until recently had been ranked and playing well. I I still think you're in pretty good shape. But um but I agree. They've got they've got to play better. They've got to play more together, and as I said before, just play and not worry about just not worry, but just play your game. Mm-hmm. Play hard. Play your game. Go out there in front of the whole fans and, and get a couple wins. So, and Ohio State's in the same situation. They've lost five in a row, and you know they were a really hungry team last night against Purdue and got out to a great lead and then couldn't hold it. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what they, what kind of mindset that Ohio State brings in here. And we all know how good Wisconsin is. Yeah, and the Big Ten standings are. Quite interesting. I mean, you
0: still have Michigan State at the top eight one or eight zero, Michigan seven one, Maryland seven two, Purdue six and two, and then it kind of just starts to get into a muddled mess of Iowa, Wisconsin five and three, Minnesota four and four, Nebraska, Indiana, Northwestern three and five. So I mean, really from fourth to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine,
1: tenth are separated
0: by like three games.
1: Yeah. So. And you want to finish in the top half. I mean, yeah. you, you want to, like, a number five, number six seed for the Big Ten tournament. and um, Yeah, they're all squished together. It's going to be Michigan and Michigan State battling it out at the top, and Illinois and Penn State and Rutgers probably battling it out at the bottom, and everybody else fighting for a better seed. Mm-hmm. So, and also on Saturday is the coaches versus oh, yes. cancer um, weekend. This is the weekend where they have the National Bone Marrow Registry. So again, there'll be volunteers at all entrances around Pettico Bank Arena. This is the sixth year that the Nebraska program has participated in the Be the Match program. Now it's led to at least four bone marrow matches from previous games, including one donor who will be honored on Saturday and that is Cameron Beck. He was a student trainer here um, probably five or six years ago with the men's basketball program. And there are also honor avery harriman uh, the son of chris harriman the former assistant coach here who's uh, avery by the way is now still cancer free which is great to hear and nebraska also is honoring well i thought i had her name here but there is a 99 year old fan and she's been a Season ticket holder for about 80 years for Nebraska men's basketball, and I thought her had her name written down here, but you're going to look her up for me, I think so. And she also will be will be honored, and she is a cancer survivor and is 99 years old. And somebody tweeted at me and says uh, that she just still yells at the refs at the basketball games. Name is Florence Dalby. Sorry if I'm
0: pronouncing your name wrong. That sounds right. D a -A l b y, who has been a basketball season ticket holder for 80 years. Yeah. She's a breast cancer survivor, and so uh, cel- will celebrate
1: her 99th birthday on February 2nd. So So I guess she goal. started at the India Coliseum. Did they play basketball somewhere before that? So she's been a
0: she's basically been a season ticket holder since she was ni- 19, eight, 18, 19, 20 years old.
1: So that's impressive. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to remember where they played games then. If uh, I would assume. I believe it's the, the Coliseum In- is correct. We'll find her out and and ask her, so. But that is also, uh, the game is at 11 o'clock at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Saturday morning, so uh, that's something to be aware of, and I'm going to talk to Cameron here and actually just a little bit and do a story on him and and how he was able to help somebody out with this, so.
0: I remember Cameron, I believe uh, he was a student assistant with the baseball team for a year or two when I worked with them, and then he was also uh, I think he worked with the football team for a little bit while he was undergrad here, so okay um, One other thing for Saturday um, for any students that are listening, first thousand students will receive a special game day t-shirt while the first 500 students through the gates will receive a herbie Husker tie um, for I guess wear it on your next job interview. I don't know. Maybe that'd be a good. Maybe that be a good choice. Maybe not. Um, in addition, any student who dresses in a suit and sneakers will have a chance to win a five hundred dollars gift card for a new suit. So there, you can wear that in your next job interview when you get your free suit. That'd be awesome. Um, let's see. There was one other thing I want to bring up on Saturday. Uh, fans that don't make it to PBA. Um, track and field team is hosting the Mark Colligan Memorial at 1130 at the Devaney Center track. That starts at 11, yes, 1130. Um, it's Pepsi Pack the house, so that's dollar admission, dollar Pepsi products. Um, the meet is in honor of former track and field coach, uh, assistant coach Mark Colligan. Mark uh, was a track and field student athlete here, fortunately passed away. Um, Years ago, uh, we were actually at the national track and field meet in Des Moines, um, suddenly passed away. So uh, I remember being around Coach Colligan, great guy, was a Husker through and through, would have done anything for this university. And um, so if you're not going to basketball game, head over to the track, it's a scored meet. So I think there's uh, three other teams in town. Um, It's kind of one of those odd things where it's actually a track meet with competition where there's scores and teams win and not just individual um, awards given out, so. that out if you can like i said it's 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 uh easy entertainment dollar to get in and dollar pepsi products um i think the only thing else we got coming up soon will be starting baseball softball season does that sound right i think practice yeah, for baseball
1: use. starts tomorrow yeah there's media availability i know tomorrow for baseball and uh, both those sports will start in mid-february so yeah. it's coming coming right up
0: baseball practice will not be
1: outside tomorrow i have a feeling uh probably not <laughs> coach urstad probably would
0: have practice outside if he could but I don't think the field's probably cleared off.
1: I don't know. It's pretty brutal out (laughs) there.
0: I don't think that would bother him. Uh, But yeah, they'll be headed based. I think softball opens up less than a month from now, mid February in Texas, and baseball starts their season in uh, Riverside, California. So we'll be talking about that more in the coming weeks, and we'll be trying to do this more often and hopefully not Weekly. 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 So hopefully not another we'll stick hi- to it. hiatus like we had last time. <laughs> so uh, we'll be back next Thursday, I assume. We're going to try and probably shoot for Wednesday, Thursday-ish. Sounds good. Um, try and get some more guests on. And hopefully we'll be talking about uh, some Husker, Husker victories. So uh, for Brian, fo- tell me again. Tell f- people again where to follow you on, on
1: Twitter. Uh, Brian Rosenthal, uh, GB Rosenthal, at GB r o s e n t h a l so not two r's the r is both the r stands for both
0: so uh yep check out brian he writes lots of great stuff for our website you can literally find it on twitter um as well and uh find other stuff on huskers.com all right until next time see you later